Welcome back to Teachable Moments with April Podcast. I am your host, April. Happy New Year from Teachable Moments with April Podcast. Teachable Moments with April Podcast is looking for personal detransitioning stories for upcoming episodes. If you're willing to share your story so that it may help others that may be going through the same thing, send either audio recordings in MP3, MP4, or WAV formats to anchor.fm slash obsidian dash queen slash message or teachable moments with April at gmail.com. Or you can send just a regular email with your story to Teachable Moments with April at gmail.com. We would love to hear your story. Coffee, hip hop, and mental health is a donation based coffee shop located at 1051 West Belmont Avenue, Chicago, Illinois. They are open seven days a week, and their website is chhamh.org, or you can email them any questions or concerns to ntu at chhamh.org. You can also reach them by phone at 312-320-5846. That's 312-320-5846. They are available for private group therapy, healing circles for schools, corporate and churches. They give tours as well as podcasts via in-person, Zoom, and or Facebook or Instagram Live. This November 18th at 6 p.m. on a Friday, they will be celebrating their two-year anniversary and it's entitled A Community Friendsgiving. 50 seats only, RSVP at chhamh.org. On Sundays, uh, 4 p.m. to 7 p.m., they have a Sunday group. Right now, they're looking for therapists, social workers, life coaches, and other mental health professionals to work with um, their uh, Sunday group lessons. What you could do is you can go on and fill out an online form and submit it to chhamh.org. Hope Coffee, the world's first coffee shop where 100% of the proceeds support proactive suicide prevention and mental health education. You can reach them at sipofhope.com or hftd.org. That's hftd.org. Hope for the day. It's okay not to be okay. You can also connect with them on social media by Facebook and Instagram. Over 700,000 suicides are reported each year. One in five U.S. adults experience mental illness each year. In the U.S. alone, over 130 individuals commit suicide on a daily basis. Suicide is a preventable mental health crisis. The primary obstacle to suicide prevention is silence. Proactive suicide prevention means starting the conversation on mental health before 
it adversely impacts our lives. This content is from CrosswalkPlus.com and we're going to be um, exploring uh, a story or stories of seasons of depression by Melissa Fuller. Story one. I had my first experience with depression at 22. I had no idea how to manage it, navigate it, or even talk about it. It felt like my world was crashing down. It felt hopeless and dark. Since then, I've experienced seasons where depression was triggered by circumstances and depression when everything in life was going well. I've experienced seasons when depression was brought on by severe anxiety and fear of the future. We, we will all experience seasons in our lives like these, and if not personally, some will lo- we love will likely walk through a season of depression. Whether it is depression from grief or loss, anxiety as a result of a global pandemic, or a mental illness that always seems to loom under the surface. There's little we can do to plan for these seasons. They often hit unexpectedly and quick, leaving us broken and in need of encouragement and hope. Though various things have helped me walk through different seasons, counseling, therapy, medication, etc., One thing that has always helped was the truth and comfort of God's Word. Even on days when opening my Bible seemed impossible, when turning to the Lord, the last thing I wanted to do, the truth of God's Word and the comfort He provides always offered encouragement and healing. When I find myself in a dark season, I do my best to meditate on these passages day after day. I've even, by His grace, found myself sharing these passages and the hope and truth they offer with those in my life experiencing depression and other mental illnesses. No matter the circumstances surrounding me, God's Word is constant, offering hope and encouragement each day. There are four passages I always turn to in seasons of depression. Psalms 29, 10, and 11. The Lord sits enthroned over the engulfing waters. The Lord sits enthroned as the eternal king. The Lord gives his people strength. The Lord grants his people serenity. They say when you come to a roadway that has flooded, you shouldn't try to navigate it or drive through it. Instead, you should turn around and go down another road. You never know how deep the water is or if the flood has washed the road away. Rushing water can fill a car quickly, potentially leaving you trapped or drowned. I personally would never attempt to cross a flooded roadway. When I'm faced with the engulfing waters of depression, I often try to navigate the flood alone. When the waters come, I remember Psalms 29. This psalm of praise acknowledges God and His power. The imagery throughout the psalm is powerful, describing the ways in which God is sovereign over all He has made, 
including the water when it surges and the water that engulfs. The word used in Hebrew for engulfing waters is used in Psalm 29 and in Genesis to describe the flood of Noah. If God is king of that flood, the flood that destroyed all life on earth, then he is certainly king of your flood. He is certainly enthroned over the engulfing waters of your emotions, your loneliness, your disaster, your fear, and your pain. When the floods come, remember, remember his voice. He thunders and appears over the waters as they threaten to overcome. No matter the strength or the shape of the engulfing waters, he is king. He is king. He is enthroned over the waters. He is enthroned over all. He is enthroned eternally. We don't have to navigate the flood. We can surrender the flood to him. He is enthroned over it. Luke 8, 43-48 When the woman saw that she could not escape notice, she came trembling and fell down before him. In the presence of all the people, she explained why she had touched him and how she had been immediately healed. Then he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. The unnamed woman in Luke 8 suffered from a condition that caused her to bleed continually. She suffered with this condition for 12 long years. She spent all she had on doctors who could not heal her. Not only was she suffering physically, but she was banished, ignored, and even feared. She was isolated from society and deemed unclean by the purity laws in Jewish culture. She could not worship or associate with others. Alone and in her own pain, all she had the strength to do was reach out and touch Jesus' cloak. She believed Jesus was sovereign and powerful and able to heal her. She knew she didn't need much of she didn't need much of Jesus. One touch was all she needed to be healed. Jesus stopped the moving crowd, likely made up of many prominent men of the city. Jesus asked who touched him, and the woman knew she would not go unnoticed. Jesus singled her out and declared to everyone standing there she had in fact been healed. Jesus restored her physically when she touched his robe. He restored her socially when he publicly declared her faith had made her well. She no longer had to live in the shadows or hide from society. What this unnamed woman's story shows us is the character, the very character of our Savior. He is not solely interested in saving us from sin or pain or difficult circumstance. He restores us in ways we don't even realize we need. He heals, restores, and redeems. He meets the needs we can see and needs we can't see. He restores us fully, even when we only expect Him to do the minimum. Isaiah 45, 3 I will give you the treasures of darkness and riches from secret places so that you may know 
that I am the Lord. I am the God of Israel who calls you by your name. After promising to bring judgment on an unfaithful people of Judea, God promised to restore his people. He offered hope to his people in exile, continually affirming his love for them through his promise to redeem and restore. Mental illness can often feel like a type of exile, being far removed from your usual self or feeling trapped and unable to escape. Depression, anxiety, and other mental illnesses can feel like an overwhelming season of darkness. In Isaiah 45, God's character is on display. He promised to restore his people, to bring them out of their exile, to the place he had prepared for them. He would use their season of darkness to bring them back to him. God has a plan for all the seasons in our lives, including those marked by mental illness. Though they feel overwhelmed by darkness, we can be confident, confident God will redeem and restore and even allow us to find treasure in the darkness. When I remember this passage, I am overwhelmed by the power of God, all the power of God. If he can restore even the darkest season for his chosen people, surely he can redeem my seasons of depression, allow me to find treasure in the darkness. And by that we will know, we will know God's good, faithful, loving character. And lastly, but not least, 2 Corinthians 1 verses 9 and 10. Indeed, we felt as if the sentence of death had been passed against us, so that we would not trust in ourselves but in God who raises the dead. He delivered us for so great a risk of death, and He will deliver us. We have set our hope on Him that He will deliver us yet again. No matter what we face in life, chronic pain, cancer, job loss, death of a loved one, a broken relationship, the despair can multiply if it occurs during a season of mental illness. The world can quickly come crashing down, making us feel utterly hopeless and helpless. In John's letter to the church at Corinth, he described a situation in which he and his companions were certain they would die. Paul explained that even though they felt this crushing despair, this despair, he was so, he was so, he, he it would come to rely on God alone. God alone can save. God alone can raise the dead. When we feel lost in despair, whether from our circumstances or from mental illness, God is the only one, I cannot stress this, the only one who can offer us hope. God delivered Paul and his companions. I can testify he has delivered me time and time again. Scripture is full of examples of God delivering his people when they face the impossible. He is the God who delivers. He can deliver you. Deliverance may not look exactly like we think it should or come immediately, but it indeed will come. He has delivered us. He will deliver us again. No matter what we're facing, 
we can place our hope, all our hope in his promises. When depression and anxiety come like a flood, we can remember God's power and his promises. When we're able to stand on our own two feet, when we feel isolated and given all we have, Jesus and God can still bring healing. When the darkness is overwhelming, we can trust God to work in our situation and even give us treasures in the darkest seasons. And when we feel despair to the point of death, our God alone is the one who delivers us. We can always, we can always turn to Him. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thanks for listening to Teachable Moments with April. If you did enjoy this episode, I invite you to come right back to check out my podcast and my other episodes. Don't forget to listen, add us to your favorites, and support by clicking on the link in the description. As always, be blessed and be well. Until next time. Thank you.